Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From my kitchen table somewhere in the Delaware Valley, welcome to our podcast we like to call The Pod Couple. I'm Phil John Ficaro, columnist for The Intelligencer. My partner, J.D. Mullane, is on assignment today, but I'm not flying alone, as my guest today is Pennsylvania, excuse me, Pennsylvania Attorney General uh, and former star point guard at Akiba Hebrew Academy in Greenmark, <laughs> uh, where we understand he was a better shooter than Ben Simmons and still might be. Uh, we welcome the pride of Abington, Josh Shapiro, Mr. Attorney General. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Phil, it's good to be with you. And I would love to devote some of this pod to focusing on the Sixers and basketball. I'd love to <laughs> love to talk about that. Um, so headline. That was a tough loss last night. No, yeah. Um, headline, Republicans just won't accept having lost a fair election. Oh. Seven months after Donald Trump lost the presidency to Joe Biden, fair and square, according to every bipartisan audit of the vote. Trump and his Republican cronies, several of whom work in Harrisburg, like Senator Doug Mastriano, continue to push the big lie. Um, Josh, as you noted in a tweet the other day, Pennsylvania had two legal bipartisan audits of the vote. Biden won each time. Mm -hmm. So tell me, why are so many leading figures in their party in lockstep, excuse me, in lockstep with Trump's big lie, instead of spending their time working for those who put them in office? Yeah. Well, I think you, you you pointed out the law and you pointed out the reality. And I think it's worth just taking a minute to focus on that. There's been a lot of conversations about audits, trying to bring the audits that are being done in Arizona uh, to here in Pennsylvania. I know some state lawmakers went on a scavenger hunt to Arizona on behalf of Donald Trump just the other day about that. But the reality is the law requires counties to conduct audits after a vote here in Pennsylvania. And we did after the 2020 election, nearly every single county uh, did a full audit and every single county by law had to sample 2000 ballots uh, in each of their you know, county jurisdictions. And it confirmed what we already knew, that it was a safe and secure election. It was free and fair. And I fought like hell in the courts to make sure that the will of the people was gonna be respected. Um, initially, you know, before the election, no matter what the outcome would be. And then of course, to make sure that the, the will of the people was respected once their uh, ballots were cast. You're asking me though, why are they doing what they're doing? Why are they continuing to chase the big lie? Why are they acting in service to Donald Trump as opposed to in service to the good people of Pennsylvania? Uh, and the answer is, I don't know. I mean, that's really a question that needs to be directed to them. But what is also clear is that we have many challenges in this Commonwealth and in this country, from infrastructure to education, to gun violence, to criminal justice reform that need our attention. And instead, uh, when lawmakers like some that you cited focus on the big lie, it takes us away from being able to do that work for the people of Pennsylvania. This was a safe and secure election. Joe Biden won, Donald Trump lost, some Republicans won, some Democrats won. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we need to respect that and we need to move forward in this country and focus on the issues that really matter to the people of Pennsylvania. 
you know, each time Trump's challenged the vote in Pennsylvania, you you've rebuffed him. You've thrown you've thrown mm-hmm. excuse me, you've thwarted him. But here we are again. On Monday, he lashed out at state GOP lawmakers. He said are resisting yet another state audit of the vote, and that those who oppose it will face repercussions for re-election in November. He's back up on his bully pulpit. Yeah. Josh, what what does this hold he has on these legislators? I mean, he lost to Joe Biden by seven million votes nationally. Yeah. One thousand in the state. In my lifetime, I've never seen so many folks so willing to hitch their wagon to a guy who got bumped. It doesn't make logical sense, but it defines who the modern day Republican Party leadership is. The people who are buying into the big lie, the people who are trying to sell it, they're the leaders of the Republican Party now. They're the modern day GOP. Uh, And that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate if you're someone like me who actually cares about getting things done for people. It's unfortunate if you're an everyday Pennsylvanian who's struggling to put food on the table or wants to make sure the schools are better for their kid, whatever the case may be. Um, this is who they are now. And, you know, I, I heard uh, some folks kind of dismiss these people that went to Arizona to look at the auditor, dismiss these people that, you know, kind of spewed Donald Trump's talking points. I, I heard folks dismiss them as wackadoodles. And I actually think that's really not a fair assessment. They are, you know, certainly extreme, certainly fringe, but they rec- they, they, they speak for the Republican Party that exists today. They are bought into the big lie. It's all they're selling as opposed to real solutions for the people of Pennsylvania. You know, there was a New York Times story this week, uh, and it was based on emails uncovered by the House Oversight Committee that showed that Donald Trump twice direct, excuse me, twice directly pushed then acting AG Jeff Rosen to back election claims that had already failed in lawsuits. Mm -hmm. You know, crooked politicians are nothing new, but it it never ends with this guy. Uh, Well, if you if you were if you could put yourself in in Josh I'm sorry, in Jeff Rosen's shoes back then, how do you respond to a president who comes to you with that? Well, you respond seemingly the way Jeff Rosen did, which is to not do what the corrupt president and his enablers wanted them to do. Let, let's go back, uh, Phil, and look at the timing here. Right, uh, the election had been run. There was significant amount of litigation at this point. In fact, here in Pennsylvania, we had already beat back. 40, 41, 42 lawsuits at that point that, you know, that were filed against us and, and that we won. The Electoral College had met uh, and, and voted uh, based on the certification made here in Pennsylvania to cast all of its votes for Joe Biden and similarly in other states across the country. Uh, Bill Barr had uh, left and it was sometime around Christmas time, which was only about a week or 10 days maybe 10 days prior to the violent insurrection that occurred in the capital of the United States. And during that time period, after all those legal challenges they had lost, after the election had been certified in the states, after the Electoral College had met, they were trying, the President of the United States, former President of the United States, was emailing the acting Attorney General, trying to get him to file some last ditch litigation to overturn the election, based on conspiracy theories and lies. Our democracy was right on the brink. It is incredibly fragile, and it requires people of both parties to work together to protect it. And the best way that we can work together to protect it is to speak truth uh, and act honestly and with integrity. It would seem, based on uh, the limited emails that we've read, that Jeffrey Rosen actually acted honorably. He didn't act 
on the wishes of the former president and his enablers. That's a good thing for our democracy, but make no mistake, we came very, very close to the brink. You know, you had mentioned that Senator Mastriano and you know other Republican state lawmakers went to Arizona on what amounted to a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. But at a leading, excuse me, at a meeting last month, Mastriano told Trump he could bring about an audit in Pennsylvania. Can, right. can he? Maybe, and let me explain why I'm saying that. Uh, certain lawmakers and certain committees in the legislature have a limited subpoena authority. So I suppose, using, assuming he's on one of those committees and has the blessing of his uh, committee chair, they could try to subpoena the records, say, of the Bucks County Voter Services Department. Um, that is that is a true statement. They could try to do that, again, assuming they are on one of those committees with that authority. But understand that the subpoena authority for a lawmaker is very limited. It has to be focused on a legislative, a legitimate legislative purpose. You can't use a subpoena to go on a fishing expedition. You certainly can't use it to go on a fishing expedition on behalf of Donald Trump. I would assume that if any subpoenas were actually issued, it would be met with uh, a significant amount of litigation. And as I've done in the past, I would defend the Commonwealth. I would defend the voters of this Commonwealth. uh, And we would be in court and we would win because uh, they have no basis, no legitimate basis to stand on. Again, uh, understand, as we talked about before, Phil, there have already been two legally authorized audits done in the counties all across Pennsylvania. And so to do this sham audit, what they're doing in Arizona here uh, is not something I think they would be able to legitimately use their subpoena authority for. And if they tried to, I imagine there'd be significant litigation and they'd have to meet me in court and they'd have to go through me and they will not be successful. You know, Josh, it's often been said that those who will come to end democracy come with, you know, uh, smiles, flag waving, not torches. I mean, are, are we on the end, edge of that right now? We're on the edge of something, Phil. I don't know if we're on the edge of that as you described it, but we have too many people who are willing to feed lies uh, to the people that they're supposed to represent. We have too many, and I say this with respect and I don't mean it about you or the, or the Times or the intelligence or anyone, but we have too many media outlets who are willing to then amplify those lies. And again, I mean that is no disrespect to you at all. Um, that is toxic, that's very dangerous. And what we need to have in this country, indeed what has defined our greatness, is that we can get in a room and we can argue and we can fight. And the best ideas, or at least the ideas where we can find some common ground, tend to carry the day. And we come out, whether it's healthcare policy, foreign policy, tax policy, whatever the case may be. But we're not even in a position in this country right now to have those spirited debates, to perfect our union. Instead, what we are having here in this country um, is, is a battle between truth and lie. Whether you're for Donald Trump or against him, whether you're Republican or Democrat, we should all be able to agree on some basic set of facts. And the common fact here, when it relates to the 2020 election, whether you like the result or not, is that it was a safe and secure election. You know, you've been in this game for a long, long time. Could you have imagined this happening? Or did you see this Hmm. coming at some point? You know... Obviously, I did not support Donald Trump in 2016. Um, In fact, I ran on the ballot at the same time he did. I won and he won in Pennsylvania. Uh, I 
I knew that I would not be happy with him winning the presidency because he wasn't my political choice, right? And I'm sure there are people on this uh, pod today who are going to agree with me and some who are going to disagree with me on that fact. But as time went on, it, it went beyond just simply disagreeing uh, with the sitting president. It went to, you know, more uh, basic levels of, you know, efforts to corrupt our democracy. And I would say that after a couple of years, I began to get genuinely scared. Um, scared for communities who were being targeted because we had a president of the United States who would spew hate speech and allow his words to be misappropriated by hate groups who would target Jews and blacks and people of color, gay, you know, our LGBTQ community and, and others. Um, these were real effects I was seeing as the chief law enforcement officer of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And then as we got closer to the 2020 election, maybe a year, year and a half before, the attacks on our democracy uh, were picking up. And that's when I actually gathered my team together, both my criminal and civil team in the Office of Attorney General. And I said, we need to have an election protection plan in place. We need to have a democracy protection plan in place. Uh, it's not our job to uh, you know, tell the people of Pennsylvania who they should be for, but it sure as hell is our job to protect the will of the people once they decide who they're for. And I said, we are gonna have to do battle, um, not just with some fringe outside forces, but with the sitting president of the United States, sitting president at the time. So I think I really began to, to see our democracy um, you know, in its fragile state, maybe a year, year and a half before 2020. And then of course, I kept warning people about the lies. I kept warning people about the, the white hot rhetoric. And then ultimately you can draw a straight line between the rhetoric, the lawsuits, the attacks on the election, and the violent insurrection on January 6th. You can draw a straight line between all of those things. And now it's our job to come together, Republicans and Democrats, to try and repair the damage that was done and speak truth and get back to what I was talking about before, Phil, those battles over ideas on how to move the country forward. Yeah, Josh, I, as a columnist, I've been critical of Donald Trump, and I think rightly so, for, mm -hmm. for years. And I would get uh, emails and phone calls from his supporters saying, you're just angry because your your girl lost Hillary, and I said, you know what? I, it has nothing to do with party here. It has to do with with decorum and honesty and integrity yeah. and common decency that he just didn't display throughout his both campaigns. That's right. Um, what what is the hook for some of those folks who, you know, they'll they'll break down the doors of the Capitol because he says so. Yeah. You've asked me a few questions um, today, Phil, about why are they doing this, yeah, right? Yeah, why are the elected leaders? I'm why are repeating. I just can't figure it out. Yeah. And look, I pride myself on trying to give direct answers. I don't know that I have an answer for you. I know. But, um, but what I, I have thought has been interesting is the people that have been arrested for their participation in the insurrection. And my office has been involved with our federal partners in bringing some of those people uh, to justice. Some of them, not all, but some of them have said to judges and, you know, in court filings and what have you, um, in effect, that they, they got carried away. They got swept up. They believed the lie and they acted on it. I'd like to think it's as simple as that, but I do believe that there are some more deeply rooted challenges in our democracy today that Donald Trump exposed and took advantage of and put us now in this position where we've got all this cleanup work to do.
You know, we, we talked about Senator Mastriano and others going out to Arizona. Is it incumbent upon you to, when that happens, when we know that there was no, there was no voter fraud, mm-hmm. as the top law enforcement officer of the state, do you pick up a phone and say, you know, what, where are you going, Doug? I'm not going to get in any private conversations I may or may not have, but I do think it's incumbent upon me to speak truth publicly. Um, So when you have leading lawmakers, indeed, Senator Mastriano is the front runner for his party's nomination for governor. um, It is incumbent then, I think, on me standing up and saying what the truth is and saying, look, whether you agree with my political views or not, whether you like who I supported for president or not, um, it is still important that we deal with the same set of facts. And so I do view my job in part on speaking truth and sharing facts with the people of Pennsylvania and hopefully allowing them to then analyze their own views, their own positions based on a common set of facts. That's what I think we need to get back to. I think it's unfortunate that you have a leading lawmaker uh, like that who is um, spending his time you know, going on scavenger hunts, as I said before, for Donald Trump as opposed to dealing with the very serious pressing issues facing the good people of Pennsylvania who are still struggling post-pandemic, who still need help, who still need their lawmakers to come together and pass a budget that makes critical investments, who who really truly need investments in infrastructure, um, who need to make sure the government is reformed in a way that honestly works for them. I mean, those are the kinds of things that I know people want us to be dealing with right now. Uh, And certainly in my capacity as attorney general, I am. It's sad to see lawmakers shun those responsibilities, shirk those responsibilities, pardon me, and instead work for Donald Trump. You know, the Democrats and Republicans, of course, have long since had policy differences. But what's happening now, what's happening now is entirely different. Do you foresee a day where the Republican Party can find its way back to what they used to stand for? I don't know. I mean, clearly the modern day Republican Party is the party of the big lie and the party of Donald Trump. Uh, Anyone running uh, for for office is a Republican, governor, Senate, uh, Congress, um, and they're in crowded primaries. Uh, The only way they get through that is with Donald Trump's endorsement. So, I mean, I think that is just the reality that they have right now. And I think ultimately it's not going to be up to Josh Shapiro to define the future of the Republican Party. It's going to be the people. And what I hear when I travel around Bucks County, I travel around Pennsylvania. I was in uh, Dairy Township earlier today in central Pennsylvania. What I hear from people is uh, you know, a, a desire for people to come together and work toward the common good, uh, to try and turn the page on this big lie and the politics of it and just get focused on doing the work at hand here. That's what I hear, and that's the work I try to do every day. And I think until the Republican Party uh, gets back to that, I, I, I think they're going to have a real tough time with voters. They may endear themselves and ingratiate themselves to Donald Trump, but they're going to have a real tough time with voters. Well, Josh, listen, we really appreciate you sharing your thoughts and your truth with us today. Sure. Um, before you go, I'd like to wish you an early happy birthday and Father's Day. <laughs> I understand <laughs> I understand that both land on the same day this year for you. Does, yeah, that, mean, does, that, mean twice, does that mean twice as many presents? What no. Happens? No, I get I get crushed on this every year. It's usually the same day or within a day or two. Um, and so, no, I get limited presents from my <laughs> kids. Uh, I don't get the two days. But let me tell you something. I'm, I, I feel blessed to have another birthday. Um, every time I have a birthday, I just thank God that I'm, I'm alive to have one. Uh, and the, really, I think for me, the greatest job in the world is being a father to four kids. And so no the question. idea that there's a day to celebrate that is 
is pretty darn special. I'm excited to, to spend some time with my kids this weekend. Hey, listen, thanks again. Well, Great to be with you. It's all the time we have today for today. Uh, you know, you can view our podcasts on Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can read our columns and all of our informative, entertaining, and award-winning content at theintel.com. That's Intel with two L's. CourierTimes.com and BurlingtonCountyTimes.com. Better yet, why not subscribe? It's only a dollar for six months. Excuse me, six months for a limited time. Uh, you can stay informed and support local journalism in the process. I'm Phil John Ficaro. Thanks for watching and thanks for reading. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.